you guys. What's good? I'm so happy to be here. I love it when I just press that start recording button. It just does it for me. Okay. Okay. I'm really excited this week because it's kind of serious. Like we're going to be talking business. It's serious. Like I put pants on to record. This is serious now. We're at work. Today we're going to be talking about, oh my God, look at me getting to the point so early on. I know I'm doing so well. Thank you. We're going to talk about how I started my business in high school, what it started as, what it evolved into, and where we're at today. And then I also wanted to talk about hobbies because it correlated to my story. And then I saw a TikTok that felt like it was information I needed to share with you. So it totally became a subject we needed to talk about. Also, I'm going to talk about this book that I've been reading. So let's get right into it, right? Isn't that what we're here? We're here to be efficient. I was going to say, you may have had a business class in high school or in college, but you've never heard the story of a young girl who tried to start her own beauty company, we'll call it, and then transitioned to a handmade clothing in college. And the dynamics of my university, like people who I was around, who I was selling to, like my environment, like my particular story, you've never heard my particular story. So that's why this is going to be a value to you because by reflecting on what has happened to me in my business journey, I think can help anyone be a better entrepreneur, be a better person. Because really where I'm at today is that entrepreneurship, like my business, it's all about me. (laughs) It's all about the level of growth that I'm at and where I'm at mentally and what I'm manifesting and working on and the way I see things. It's all kind of connected, the way our business works and the way we feel about ourselves and the way we operate and communicate and do everything, you know? Okay, now with that being said, let's get into, I want to talk about hobbies. The reason why it came to my mind is because of course, when I'm sitting down thinking, what do I need to talk to my students about? I was like, It's important to have hobbies for many reasons. One of them being, it gives you something to talk about. So when people ask you like, oh, what do you do? Of course, when you're a kid, you could just be like, oh, I'm a student. Or like, of course, if you have a nine to five, you could just say what your job title is. But if you have a hobby, first off, a hobby, nine times out of 10 is gonna be something you're passionate about. So when someone asks you that, and then you have the opportunity to start talking about what you're passionate about, you like light up and glow to that person. And like nine times out of 10, they're gonna be like, oh my God, like, wow, that's so awesome. It becomes, it becomes you, it becomes your identity. They associate you then with that hobby. For example, like, should I just say me? When they're like, oh, nice to meet you. You're Nikki, like, what do you do? Like, yeah, I'm a student, but I also make my own sustainable clothing. And then I tell them like my mission and my passion and the connection connections I've made with people are on such a deeper level. There's so much love, awareness, faith, like belief, support in the relationships that are like that. And it's just so anyway, so my hobby was I started making clothes. Your hobby could be whether you like to write songs, whether you want to write blog posts, whether you want to take photos and post them on Instagram. Seriously, taking photos is such a good like release creative energy. I actually started taking photos and posting them on Instagram. I'll tell you about it when we start talking about the book I'm talking about because it connects and you'll see. Also the hobbies, because if there's like a dream you have, like a hobby is like a passion. It's something you dream to pursue one day. If you start working on it, you're beginning to manifest it becoming your reality. You're also taking aligned action from a place of like, you have to believe in yourself. Otherwise it's not gonna work. I'll just tell you that. (laughs) Like we're not here to talk about like why my business hasn't worked, but maybe a little bit we are because it's like the, it's not that it hasn't worked. It's that the lessons we've learned to help us do better. Cause it's not like it's over. We're just 
evolving. We're ever evolving. Okay. So what was I saying? I totally forgot my fucking point. I hate when that happens. Like, oh my, <sighs> okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, the hobby, you're taking aligned action because you're, oh, and you believe in yourself and then you're like starting to make it happen. So you make things happen for yourself. You do it. You put out that energy of belief out there and the universe has your back. And that's a Gabby Bernstein book. It's a quote and it's like one of my new mantras. For those of you who don't know, we're doing good over here. So we talk about positive things and our positive mindset. And this week's theme, I guess, because it's really about this. I want to get, I'm going to get into the Gabby Bernstein book. But we're really just feeling um, like the universe has our back and taking aligned action with belief in yourself is going to make us successful. If you don't want to listen to the whole podcast, that's what this is about. But there's so much good information that's going to help motivate you, inspire you, educate you, inform you. And seriously, it's kind of like I wonder if I'm doing it wrong because some of the best information is literally at the end. And I'm like, are they going to? Like, but that's the thing. You are rewarded if you listen to the whole episode because I saved the best for last. Okay. So moving on, let me show you the TikTok I saw about hobbies now because now you get my point. I'm serious. Hobbies are good. Okay. And it's things for like your resume when that stuff's serious. Okay. So let me find the TikTok. I saved it on my phone. I saved so many things on my phone. Did I think this was a good idea? Um, I'm not kidding. I started a food Instagram, so there's so many. I was going to tell you about it. I will tell you about it, but there's so many pictures. Where is Jade? Okay, I'm going to just go to TikTok. Okay, perfect. It's called You Need Five Hobbies. She says one to make you money, one to keep you in shape, one to keep you creative, one to build your knowledge, and one to evolve your mindset. So I'll tell you what she did for her examples. Her, what makes her money is her YouTube channel. Oh, oh, and by the way, sorry. This is Jade Dharma Wangza. I, I, I'm sorry. And she is like a business-minded influencer who actually, I think, dropped out of high school. So I'll tag her below because she's a great resource for great content. She's a great teacher. Okay, continuing about the great Jade. Surfing is what she does to keep her in shape. She does painting and art to be creative. To build her knowledge, she listens to one audiobook a week. And to evolve her mindset, she says she's had a journal since she was 13. And that's like really aspirational. Like I, I've journaled, but just not consistently. Okay, this isn't about me. Clearly you can see. So my, my intuition that said you guys need to have hobbies was right. Because Jade's explanation showed how doing a variety of things that are good for you in your life, it, building those habits and taking those actions creates a life that she wants. It's, it's helping her achieve her goals by doing what she wants to do. Doing things that will help you that you want to do will actually help you. It's crazy. I know, I know that sounds like it didn't make sense, but it actually does. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. So now that you really, now that you know, you need to have hobbies, let's, I I mean, after this episode, I'm definitely going to think about my five because I definitely am trying to incorporate more good things into my life. And I am. And I do journal at night sometimes, so whatever it is, what it is right now. I've been reading every day, and I can tell you, it makes me so happy. And actually, what a great transition, because the book that I've been reading, Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein, has been so incredible. I think I smile ear to ear, like, all 30 minutes when I read it every morning. And it's just been an incredible 
experience. I have so many good things to say about it. I broke it up into two parts. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it now, but then the true business transformations that I've experienced while reading this book, I'm saving for the end because you got to hear the story first. What I wanted to say was like when you're on a spiritual journey of like self-love, self-healing, being happy in life, really, it could take a minute to understand something and then it could take two years to that be your like natural mindset of when it comes to dealing with things. So for example, I learned two, three years ago, everything happens for a reason. It's taken me till now to like become so calm and centered where like things don't freak me out because I know everything happens for a reason. It just unbothered is the word, but it's like a good thing. But with that being said, I feel like what the words that this book is saying is just speaking to my soul right now. It's just, it came into my life literally at the perfect time for my awareness to comprehend what it has to say. It's almost like the book is literally confirming the intuition I've known and it's good shit it's good shit okay so just to prove the point that hold on I need to take a sip of Topo Chico because I love seltzer I was gonna do like a whole ad for seltzer but why don't I just constantly remind you guys that seltzer is the superior beverage you're welcome okay so if you if you're if you're a loyal listener here, you know that for a few weeks I've been talking about we only do things that feel good. I have no tolerance for anything that doesn't feel good. As I was reading today, you could you could imagine the smile on page 164. Gabby Bernstein says, "Oh, hold on. I opened up to where I was, not 164." Do the cows is fucking moo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm trying. What page did I say? Fuck. This is great. And it was at the end of a paragraph. So it's very pronounced. We love pronounced things. I'm serious. Okay, so as I was reading this morning, the book literally says, good things come to those who feel good. And I'm like, yeah, like, wow. Like, what are what are the odds? That's, that's what I've been just saying for weeks. And then this spiritual teacher comes in my life with this amazing book. And just to tell me, confirm that my beliefs and what I'm sharing are confirmed and the universe has my back. So bitch, we're supported. Don't you worry. Okay, next. Ready for this? Because, oh, this one's good. This part of the book is talking about meditating in the light. What she means by that is meditating in a positive, with a positive, perspective from a place of like love and belief she said it can be tough to choose the light when we're hooked onto worldly drama that's where meditation comes in there's a popular misconception meditation is just for relieving stress or silencing your racing thoughts it does do that but it does so much more too when we meditate we transcend the energy of this world and step into a place of love meditation becomes a pathway to the light. So I'm gonna tell you why that's important. Once upon a time when I was working on my website for my clothing business, I was working on the About Me page, which has been, the it's the most, it, like, I don't know, it's been the biggest deal of my website page my whole life. And I'm like, what am I trying to do here? I'm thinking about connection. And one day it just came to me, I wanna bring light to life, like help people feel inspired in their clothing, be happier, more confident, like bring joy to lives, help people in the sustainable fashion industry work safe and ethical jobs and just all around help the planet and people. My mission is to help people on the planet be happy and healthy. So bringing light to life was another way to say that, but it kind of, it came to me intuitively, which is what makes me happy. So that's up on my website. And then when she said that meditation becomes a pathway to the light, it was just, 
it's nice to know like my tuition is confirmed by spiritual leaders of today. <laughs> but it's like, it's not just me. Like anyone has this type of intuition. I'm just telling you my story. The fact that I, in connection, I believe my mission is to bring light to life. And she was talking about how meditation is a tool to help you see the light and just be in this positive space of love and attraction. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. I'm telling you, this book is transformative. Okay, so then here, I have another quote that's going to blow your mind. It's actually from A Course in Miracles. It says, the miracle is always there. Its presence is not caused by your vision. Its absence is not the result of your failure to see. It is only your awareness of miracles that is affected. You will see them in the light. You will not see them in the dark. So again, we're talking about the light and the dark. You know, I like that. But also, it's so true because when she when they say you see miracles in the light, you don't see them in the dark. Because when you look at things with a negative, fearful, doubtful, worried perspective, that's what you see. That's the type of life environment you're living. But even if you look, if you try to look at the bad or what you feel is bad with a light, positive perspective, you will be able to persevere, overcome, get through it. Like so much easier. It will feel like a miracle. Nah, you get it? We should all aim to bring light to life and in our own lives, especially our own contentness. You know, when I was little, I hated the word content because I was I was never content. How sad is that? As a little kid, I didn't like the word content. It made me cry. In fa- okay, it's okay, whatever. We're, clearly I'm disturbed, but it's fine. But you got that point. So I had another TikTok. All right, now I'm gonna find this for you because I am a professional. This was a lovely TikTok by Lava J. So even though I just said it so eloquently, if I do say so myself, it's not always easy to see life from a light perspective when you are like looking with a negative perspective or something. So these are quotes to confirm to make you feel better because I, I it's not that easy when you're living it. I get it. So he said, seeds can only grow in the darkness, which is true, okay? He said, diamonds are formed under pressure. Lotus flowers emerge from the pond muck. Olives can t- only turn to oil when pressed. I feel like basically what he's saying, some of the best things in life come from hard times. So that's why, yes, it's hard times, but they bring the best out of you. So once you can make that growth, that jump or leap or belief in yourself and choose to see from the light and positive, you will realize that the pressure, the problems, which we believe problems are opportunities. So you'll see that they were really your greatest opportunities to grow and become your best self. And that's what we're all here to do. All right. So before we get into the whole episode, I'll leave you with one more note from the book that was really, really good. Okay. So in the book, Gabby talks about taking spiritually aligned action, which I will I'm going to talk about the whole thing at the end of the book, but right now I just want to talk about step four, which is being patient because this knowledge aspect that she has given me has really been like, wow. And especially for my story, it's just a reminder of how everything's happening for us. She says, patience implies you know what you desire is on the way. When you're patient, you let the universe do for you what you cannot do for yourself. You clear space for the energy of the universe to support you in ways you cannot imagine. Practice patience and allow. 
What's important about that is obviously like when I started my first business, of course, or like whenever you start a business, you want it to just take off and blow up. (laughs) And like, of course, when you're young, you also think like, oh, by the time I'm 20, by the time I'm 25, by the time I'm 30, that age crap, none of that. It doesn't make sense. It's like a fake timeline you're making in your head about what you need to achieve when it's really about one foot in front of the other. And what are you learning and what are you doing? Because if you're not learning and growing your business, is not going to learn and grow, you know? But obviously, I'm talking to you now. I'm 24 years old. So I started my business when I was in high school. That's five, six years ago. Without a doubt, I'm definitely not where I wanted to be when I was in high school. That's why when I read that patience paragraph for you, and I'm telling you, like, it speaks to my soul, because it's true. And like, everything's happening in the right time. And all of my quote unquote problems are opportunities to grow into my businesses. Like I said, the game's not over. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. In fact, I'm still 24. I'm really just getting started. It's crazy that I feel like I'm 24 and I'm old. But we're not talking about that right now. With that being said, you guys, I think it's time to start to get into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Skip Class Still Pass, the podcast where we talk about all the things they don't talk about in school. Some may even say the things that you needed to know when you were younger. I'm your host, Nikki Barry. On today's episode, I am going to talk about and reflect on my experiences starting my business in high school. As you've already heard, and you will hear more in the near future, I'm going to share some of my knowledge from my new favorite book, Super Attractor, because reading because reading is awesome reading is great reading is fun and if you're not reading i'm going to get you reading by sharing the good information that's going to make you want to read i'm so glad you're here thank you so much so before we get into the episode where i talk about my story oh i'm so i'm so i'm so excited to say it because even though like I have my clothing business and I could spend all my time working on that I have so much to say and what makes me so happy about skip class still pass is it gives me the opportunity to speak into this microphone and I know we may be a little all over the place but that's who I am. It's it's making progress in some type of direction. It's me talking about my beliefs, what I care about, what I want people to know. It's helping me and hopefully helping you. How did we get back here? I love talking. Okay. I lo- <laughs> okay. So anyway, supporting evidence. I have some supporting evidence, which are quotes that they most definitely did not teach you when you were in school. So let me tell you now. Oh, so this first one, it, I've seen it quoted from a few different people. So I'm not going to say a name, but it was a quote that it's probably been my favorite quote my whole life. And it is definitely what inspired me to start my business in high school. And it's just a really great quote. So it says, if you don't build your own dreams, someone else will hire you to build theirs. I don't know about you, but I'm a big dreamer. So I'm like, like, I, like yeah, like I have to work. I have to build my own dream. Otherwise, I'm going to be helping someone build theirs. And that's that's not the goal. Also, as we while I was doing my little research for this segment of our podcast, I found out that Michael Dell, the founder of Dell Computers, dropped out of college. He seems to be doing pretty well for himself. Aside from that, he said one time, you don't have to be a genius or a visionary or even a college graduate to be successful. You just need a framework and a dream. So from his mouth to your ears, it's just a reminder, you don't have to wait till you're a college graduate. You don't have to graduate college. You don't even have to graduate high school. If you have a dream, a plan, and you believe in yourself and you take action one foot in front of the other to make it happen, you will make good things happen. Guaranteed. 
Next, Michael Dell also said, you can't be afraid to fail because that's when you learn. That, oh, so then, and then I said, that's a great transition to the story I'm going to tell you today because like I said, I've been running my business for about five, six years now. I haven't failed, but I just haven't, what, hit my level of success that I want to. The game's not the game's not over till you quit, and we're not quitting. So all we have the power to do in the present moment is to learn and do better. So like Michael Dell said, we're not going to be afraid to fail because that's when we learn. And that was another reason why I also was inspired to start my own business in high school, because I knew you learned from doing. So I knew that I would learn more from trying to start my own business than not doing it. We're not afraid to put... Well, I'm now I'm just now I'm just solely speaking for myself. I am happy to put my story out there so that we can all learn from it to create better businesses and be best our best selves going forward because if uh, let me look at it this way, if someone would have told me these things when I was starting my business, maybe I wouldn't have had to wait so long to figure it out. It is what it is. I'm here to talk about it now. I'm really happy with where I'm at. I'm grateful for the lessons. This has been quite the ride. I'm so lucky that I get to literally do what I love and work on these businesses. So without further ado, let's get into the the, the lessons, the real class here today. Ever since I was, I'll say like when I was in middle school, I knew I wanted to design my own clothes because I would go shopping and I wished the garments were a little bit different. Like whether it had a different fabric, material, a different cut. I was always redesigning my own clothing. I also was a little shithead and was like, you can't be a fashion designer. Like that's so competitive. You can't sew. Like someone's going to be better than you. And who the fuck was I to come in there and say that? Like, no, absolutely not. But anyway, it's fine. It's led me to where I am today. Okay. So I said to myself when I was a senior in high school, I I wanted to start taking my career seriously (laughs) because we're fucking serious over here, as you can tell. And I'm like, so I want to create a business that is going to get me invited to fashion week without being a fashion designer. Follow me. Just wait. And I thought of this idea and I called this business Destination Allure. What it was, was a website, which now that I look back at it, it should have been an app, but we'll talk about it. So just imagine it as an app. Destination Allure is a place where you can go to look up freelance beauty specialists. So if you're traveling, if you're going to college, and when you're at college, you want to find a makeup artist to come to your dorm, someone to do your nails, or a hair salon to go to, you want to go somewhere there, you could get like the inside scoop on, oh, this hair salon is cheap, but it's but it's good, it's worth it. This is overpriced, and they're rude to you. Like actually know the deal. And like, especially like I studied abroad in London. So it would have been great to know if I like wanted to get a haircut when I was over there. Even the nail salons too. People like waxers, spray tans, all the beauty industry freelancers. It was a way to connect them to people who were like on the go traveling or even like say you had a wedding. Anyway, it was a really good idea. So I started that. And what I started doing was building the website. And I guess we're just going to start there. That was what was wrong. I should have started building an app. Because in my mind, I needed a website to be legit. But when I was thinking about it, what I needed was the app because everything has gone mobile. That is the future of companies like this. The website could have been just like a landing page. Honestly, I spent money on the website. I hired someone to do it because I'm like, I can't make this system myself because it was going to be that salons and the beauty industry specialists signed up on the back end and then they got to make their own profile and have their listing and then you as the user got to look at it from the other side 
So it's almost like an Angie's list, but for beauty industry people. And this, so this is like a serious, this is like a real app, a business, like an operating system that does this. So this dude I was working with totally just was like not on my level. Like from day one, we were not connecting. And he, we literally went on for like two years to work on the website. Finally, oh, but let me tell you, if I would have started making the app, I would have learned about how to start developing an app by hiring him to make the website. It did not teach me how to learn how to build a website. And it did not, it kind of got me what I wanted, but not what the business needed clearly because it, little secret here, it never really took off. I kind of transitioned into my clothing business. I'm just telling you guys where we started because now today I'm also trying to make another app. So I'm starting from square zero, which is absolutely fine. It's a great place. It's my present moment right now. But if I look back on it, if I would have started building an app, then I would have actually learned a little bit about what to do, but it's fine. So as it went on my story, we we worked on the website and then I went to college. At that point, the website was almost done, but like This is like first version of Facebook type stuff I'm talking about. Anyway, when I got to college, of course, I was like, I can't focus (laughs) because I was so consumed by my roommate, my friends, the people around me, like just college culture. I like barely had enough time to actually make myself sit down and study as much as I should have. So to time to actually dedicate to the website, I know that like I could have made the choice to do this and I could have done it, but I didn't. And of course, that doesn't make me happy. Like, I, I think this is a really good business idea. But at the time, that just wasn't me. So I was like, I can't really do this right now. And at that time, believe, believe it or not, I started to fall into a bit of a depression. And I also suffered with emotional eating, which led me to gaining weight. So I start gaining weight at college. And I'm like, FML. And then I'm like, what do I wear? Because I've had this thing my whole life, like I've always wanted to make my own clothes. And then I I stopped like fitting into my clothes and I needed bigger things, but also different things like loungewear started to become the everyday where I was wearing sweatshirts, joggers, Kanye Yeezy, the lifestyle. It just, this was, what are we talking about? We're talking about 2016, 2017. And so what I started doing was I would go to Target and buy oversized sweatshirts and t-shirts. I'd cut them. And then one day, also at this time is when tailgating apparel started to become really popular at like the big 10 schools. So I saw a ton of girls on Instagram starting their own clothing businesses. So here I was with this beauty app, which I wasn't, I wasn't working on. I needed, I I needed to start making myself clothing. And I'm like, at the end of the day, like somewhere inside me, I knew I'm like, fashion is the dreams. Don't try to avoid it. Why don't we start a clothing business where we make custom clothing? There's so much to say about Messed and Distressed, but I'll start off here. When Messed and Distressed, my clothing business was born. I started it as like, you could design your own clothing. So I had the sweatshirts and then you would tell me how you wanted it bleached. So how you wanted the design to look and how you wanted it cut because I wanted to design my own clothes. So I thought everyone would want to design their own clothes. And like, yes, personalization is cool, but it did not help my business because when you think about it, you went on my website, there was there really wasn't any products you could just say add to cart, click buy. You had to design your own. And from a business standpoint, that's not something we want to do. We want to have products there, make it very easy for people to see what you have for sale and purchase. 
So back to the website. So my little website designer that I had who was working on Destination Allure, I just was like, hey, so why don't we start working on Messed and Distressed? Because yet again, I told myself, I'm like, I'm different because of this custom ordering system. I can't just like make my own website on Wix or Squarespace. I'm like, I need help. It's like different. It's no, I have to stop. My ideas are different. So they need to be done differently. But that is like an excuse somewhere because what I'm seeing is that it really has thinking like that and then taking action from that mindset is not getting me the best results for my businesses. So that's a no. Anyway, he started making mess and distressed. Obviously, I was changing it like every week because I was just thinking of these ideas. The best part about mess and distressed was that I was wearing my clothes every day. So all the girls in my sorority, all the people on campus saw what I was wearing. So it was like known Nikki had a clothing business. So back to the part you should have a hobby, even in my own time of depression and despair, the hobby of creating clothing has given me the identity of a business owner. That's why you should have a hobby because it keeps you going it get it builds what you want and then keeps you going oh my god oh my god one of the biggest mistakes i made with messed and distressed was so stupid i was placing an order for inventory so at the time i was selling crew neck sweatshirts hoodie sweatshirts zip ups and t-shirts those were your options of clothes to pick from and then i had red blue and black so i ordered a variety of sizes to so i had inventory for the website right this and as you can imagine this was a pretty big order because there was a variety of four styles three sizes like four sizes if I want to be inclusive. The website was being weird when I was trying to check out. And for some reason, the order went through twice. (laughs) I kid you not. It was like 10 boxes of sweatshirts were delivered to my local USPS. I literally had to take my car and it was so stupid. I brought my friends with me, but they like took up space in the car and I had to put the boxes in the car. I was literally storing sweatshirts under girls' beds and dorm rooms because I didn't know where to put all of them crazy oh but that was fun now that I remember that okay but to this day I still have sweatshirts from that inventory order because there was literally so many what was also great about it like being in college you have like that's another reason why I really think people should start businesses when they're younger first off to like experience and learn but also you have people around you like whether that's a good thing or a bad thing that's for us to live and learn. Like being in school, you have people around you to see what you're doing and, and talk about it and spread the word and buy your products. Through my sorority, I sold so much merchandise and then connecting with other people through other chapters and like businesses in the local college area, I was able to sell a lot of merchandise. So starting when you're young really is a good idea. Very important note. So then as messed in distress, so freshman year, we started putting sweatshirts under beds in rooms. We graduated freshman year and then sophomore year, happened sophomore year was great you know why sophomore year was great because I got a storage unit off campus and I stored all of the sweatshirts in the storage unit and I also would bleach them like outside the storage unit I lived on and off campus sophomore year so I would bleach them and then do them at my apartment wherever so sophomore year it just persisted I was doing the same thing with the sorority events I was really like I always had so many to-do lists to do in college and things I wanted to work on, but I think I psyched myself out and like I gave myself so much to do. I did nothing and I felt like I wasn't good enough and like I felt like I wasn't doing enough and then I didn't do enough. Sophomore year, when I look back on it, was just destructive. It's fine because it it has like laid the foundation for the growth from there. I feel like I had I actually like had my first article written about me sophomore year. I had an internship. I did do things. Like it's not like it was a bad year, but for the business it was just okay so then we went from sophomore year into junior year and things definitely changed I moved from an apartment by myself into a house with a bunch of my sorority sisters so just for my mental health 
that was definitely fun and better to be included and have be around people. Like I said, good or bad to be around people, but that was definitely good. As far as my business goes, I definitely started working on my clothing more. People were watching me like they were around. So I felt more responsible to be working on it, which was helpful, which was a good thing. Also, I remember I had my first pop, well, not my first pop-up, but a pop-up at like a local jewelry shop in New Jersey. And it was a big deal because I shopped there since I was younger. I made a ton of really cool merch for it and just for me, it felt like a big deal. When I think about first semester junior year, I picture myself in my room painting sweatshirts and in the basement sewing. Oh my God, one time it flooded. <laughs> the basement flooded. I don't know. I don't really think it ruined any of my stuff. And if it was, it wasn't that big of a deal. But like my little, I set up my table and my sewing machine in the basement of the house. It was a riot. I used to watch like Grey's Anatomy and sew stuff for hours. It was good times. It was good times down there. But anyway, Little Miss Depression, she was still really like prevalent in college. She was pronounced. At that time, I was really committed to my business and following my dreams because I've always known my potential. I was really not happy in school. I don't know why. Like I literally like resisted school so hard. Like I made it harder for myself. And that's like really probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned from skipping class and still passing. Like I made it harder for myself by just not doing it and like resisting it. I was not happy with school at that time. And I really was trying to get into my business and believe in myself full time. And so I was literally like, I'm not coming back to school next semester. I hate it. I was so unhappy. And luckily, like so luckily, like I, I am just so lucky. And I'm so grateful. My dad had always wanted me to study abroad. And I was like, No, I can't my business. But like, bitch, it's not like I was shipping out hundreds of packages a week. I, I just, again, I, I, I used to let like this fear minded bitch in my life. And I don't know who she is anymore. I was like, you know what? I could drop out of college and create a really bad situation in my life. And not that it would have been a bad situation, but because my dad wanted me to be there, like for me, it would have been bad. Or I was like, you know what? Why don't I study abroad? Why don't I get out of here, go somewhere far outside my comfort zone? And I tell you, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And messed and distressed. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, this is in the script, you guys. I go, interruption, breaking news. I actually have some really important things I need to tell you about. I, I wanted to ruin this. I wanted to tell you smack in the middle of the story. So first off, I had an, a serious incident this week and you need to be protected. I was in a local coffee shop and I get a discount in said coffee shop. I was trying to take out the card that showed I deserved a discount. As I tried to take that card out of my wallet, it stabbed my finger and blood blood. blood. So I, I was like, ow, that really hurt. And then I look at my finger and I see blood. I'm like, oh my, ma'am, do you have a band-aid? And she's like, oh, let me go find it. Mind you, I was planning on doing some work in this coffee shop. I needed to get out. Of course, I was holding a million things in my hand, like my laptop, a baseball jersey I bought on my way out of the building, my wallet, holding everything in my hands as my right hand starts bleeding. And then because she's looking for a band-aid, I, my gushing blood starts coming out. So I have to use my other hand to hold it and start catching the blood. So then I have no hands to hold my things and no band-aid. But you see the problem? What I really needed to do was ask her for a, a napkin. I needed to stop the bleeding. We're not just putting a band-aid on like a, a bloody wound. <laughs> like, did I, I think I forgot how to like, I was, 
I was stabbed. I was I was alarmed. The thing that I'm trying to tell you here is if you ever start bleeding in public, get a towel, get a napkin, a paper towel. Don't immediately ask for a Band-Aid because you're going to start bleeding and you need something to stop the bleeding before you cover the wound. I literally like, I, I think I almost started crying because people were in the bathroom. I couldn't hold my shit. I was not a happy camper. I should have just stayed home. It was fine. We, like I survived, but next time you bleed in public ask napkin paper towel stop the bleeding first so now that you know that i also wanted to let you know sometimes i don't know if you're like me i hate to take out my garbage in my apartment i don't know why it's like a very it's something i should do more often <laughs> not that i don't do it enough but it's just something i shouldn't fear it's something i should do without hesitation because i never know if, like i don't want to lock my door it's literally around the corner but then if i don't lock my door what if someone sneaks in I just want to tell you my solution to this problem. I was on FaceTime with my friend Morgan and I go, oh, perfect. You'll be my security guard. So I set her up facing my front door and then I went to take out the garbage. Of course, I came back. The coast was clear. It was all good. And it just made me feel a lot better about the situation. So if you're ever living on your own and you need to do something like that, <laughs> I don't know. You're welcome. Also, I made french fries this week and I poured the oil down the sink when it was done. It wasn't hot oil, but I guess you're not supposed to do that. My mom yelled at me over time and was like, no, never do that. You can't do that. So I don't know why, but you can't do that. She had me run hot water and the dish disposal thing. I don't know if that's supposed to help. I guess I'm just letting you guys know, don't put oil down the sink. So, okay, now that now that you've been distracted, now that you've been informed, let's go back to the story. Before I move on to what happened when I study abroad and so on and so forth, I just want to reflect and make sure I tell you guys the most important things I learned from high school and college. Number one, the biggest pro that you need to consider when starting a business when you're young is your network because that's, I feel like it's, that's what it's called. It's when your network is its biggest. Like I remember in high, in Facebook, high school, I used to get likes on Facebook. People were paying attention to what I was doing. So you need to start a hobby when you're young. Okay. Basically, so like I was saying from the website endeavors, at one point I stopped working with this man and I was like, I'm going to make my own website. I learned how to use Wix. So to this day, that's the operating system I know how to use. And in retrospect, I wish I was on Shopify because I know a lot of people use it very successfully, but back in college, I learned Wix. I also would have something, it's like, I'm very impatient. It's like, I'll say like, oh, well, you don't know how to use it. You don't know what you're doing before I even give myself a chance to do it. And that mindset has held me back. So that is something that we shouldn't do. But anyway, Wix works. Wix is great. I'm, I know how to use it great now. It was good for me because it actually was allowing me to build a skill. Also look back, a good thing is that I took the skill and actually started handmaking clothing because when I was younger and I'm like, you can't do this. That's a good thing that I did that. I was following a passion. And whenever I did feel stressed about the business, I would go back to working with my hands on the clothing. And it always brought me back to a piece of inspiration, belief, vision, you know, visionary shit over here. What else did we learn? Do what you love because then it will become who you are. Don't beat yourself up for not knowing things. Actually take the time to do it. So something I'm working on right now in my life is building daily healthy habits. And when I look back on it, I had a ton of time in college to start doing that. I can't beat myself up for saying like, well, why weren't you reading back then? Instead, I beat myself up back then. So now, now I'm reading like I'm telling you about and we're talking about here. <clears throat> but if I did have to do it differently, my goal really is to make manufactured sustainable clothes, clothing, shoes, jewelry, sweatshirts, t-shirts, joggers denim denim jackets bombers leather jacket everything you need just like sustainable necessities like 
is the goal. I just started doing handmade products because it was something I could start tangibly. And as you can hear, like, I just want to get going. I just want to start and then learn. So it was something I could do immediately. And I was hoping, which is still the plan to learn from selling the one of a kind and learn and gain money and experience from that, which will then transition into the manufactured part of the business. But just like most of the business is in my head and that's also not good. So I feel like that's some of the most important lessons from then. So now what happened is I went to study abroad. And so I took a plane and I went over a big ocean to a little island called the United Kingdom. And then there lies the city of London where I lived. I tell you, that was literally, literally the best thing that ever happened to me because I was probably at like the lowest point of my physical health. Like my mental health had always been a little out there, but like physically I was the largest I had ever been. And I was also like on my own in this new city. So there's something about being on your own in the world and you're like, who am I? Like, who do I want to be? Who I physically was, was just so far from who the vision that I held in my head of me, of who I wanted to be. Also, so then of course, also I was thinking about the business. So at my mindset, my time of studying abroad was, you're going to go there, you're going to work on your business plan for messed and distressed. And then when you're done there, you're going to come home and tell your dad, you're not going back to college and run your business messed and distressed full time and live happily ever after. (laughs) So of course, every time, literally every time I have told myself you're going to write your plan and then live happily ever after, it hasn't worked. So I need to stop doing that. What I did do was I allowed myself space to think and dream. I knew I wasn't who I wanted to be. And then thinking about my business and messed and distressed, being in London also opened my eyes a bit more to the world. So of course, my business, what I wanted for connection, well, what I wanted for my clothing company changed. I realized one of the most important things, Messed and Distressed was not the name for my clothing company. It was what it was in college. It was fun. It was my baby. But Messed and Distressed is not the impact I want to leave on the world. Connection embodies what I'm trying to do with my clothing company. Because I started to learn about sustainable fashion when I was in London. And I came across the name because I was thinking about a word. I wanted one word that embodied importance of the world. Connection was one of my words on the list and I liked it, obviously. So then I was doing a little bit of research because I was studying abroad. I traveled to Paris. I had just been there and I was, I'm really, I was, oh my God, I spent so much time watching documentaries about like Steve Madden, Giorgio Armani, Michael Kors, like all these big fashion moguls, Jeremy Scott's show, Alexander Wang, all of their stories. So I was feeling really inspired by big fashion and like the fashion houses of France. In French, they spell connection C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N. So first, that was how I had it. I also am really inspired by Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. And one day I was watching a video. So I guess that's something I did. I watched a lot of YouTube videos while I was in London. She said in a video, the K sound she heard was the most recognizable in the world, like brands like Coca-Cola and Kodak. So when she said that, I I saw a K in my mind. Connection went from C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N to K-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N. And it's connection was born. I'm obsessed with connection. I I don't know. I'm smiling now. So what am I trying to say? I gave myself room to learn, be inspired, and grow. I started meditating too. It was lovely. It brought me so much relief. It was just really good for my mental health. It wasn't like I was like forcing myself like, oh, you need to do this every day, but I would actually just do it and it felt good. So I wanted to do it more often. 
I let myself dream in these ideas and create the vision for like my dream company. And then connection, connection was conceived pretty much. That's where we are today. We're connection. That is the business. But from study abroad, so it was after my junior year going into my senior year of college, I did tell my dad that I was not going back to school and I was going to pursue connection full time. I swear to God, I cried for two weeks straight because it was I think it was me trying to believe in myself, but being scared to do so at the same time and then not really taking that leap of faith because ultimately I did go back to school. I I posted this quote on Instagram the other day, nothing changes if nothing changes. I changed so much in my life that it actually gave me the ability to start getting better in this whole mental and physical shit we're talking about. I went alumni in my sorority, so I got rid of just some of these people around me and some of these things that I had to do that I just wasn't happy doing. I moved back on campus and I moved into a dorm, like a single dorm, which people, of course, and like especially your senior year, people will be like, what, what a dork or like, why would they would consider it the worst place to live on campus when I tell you it was my favorite dorm room set up it brought me such good things because it was a limited kitchen space but I had like a mini fridge and a microwave I just am like a finesser all around skip class still pass so especially in the kitchen like I rem- I would make meals in my dorm room like I never ate at the dining hall so sometimes I'd eat with my friends we'd go to subway we'd go off campus but day to day breakfast lunch dinner sometimes I'd eat like alone in my dorm room and I'd, I would go to the grocery store every week. Why are we talking about this? What does this have to do with the business? Well, you know what? You know what this has to do with the business? Because I am the business. The business is me. And if I'm not good, the business isn't good. So senior year was really important because it got me in alignment on a much better path. And that is important to be successful in business. So I'm going to continue to tell you how that happened. Thank you. I would go to the grocery store every week. Like, I love doing shit like that and stock up. I knew what I needed. I'd buy, like, the pre-cooked chicken, cereal, milk, frozen vegetables, chicken. I would buy those, like, chicken cutlet patties, like, chicken nuggets almost, and make salads with them, beets. I don't know, good stuff. If you guys want, like, recommendations on how to cook in college, I can totally help you out with that. But furthermore, I also had a gym membership. And so I started going to the gym. So picture this. It was me alone in my dorm room where I had all the things I needed for my business, like my sewing machine, my clothing was there. I had a a nice kitchen set up. I was going to the gym and I finally just kind of cooperated with school. I like knew it was getting towards the end. I'm like, the goal is just to get out. I was a communications major. It's not that it's that hard. It just actually takes discipline to do it. I finally stopped fighting myself and I'm just like, I kind of just, I finessed, I made it happen. Like, of course not, I wasn't on top of every project. I'm sure there was some bullshit I had to work my way through. But at the end of the day, I I made it through. When I was studying abroad, I started meditating. That was a habit I brought to my senior year. And I remember, oh, when I said I was crying for two weeks, I did get help. I went somewhere to learn to lose weight. And at this place, they taught about mindful and intuitive eating, which really was the trigger, the click for me, is which helped me stop dieting, stop living in this diet culture of like, I'm not good enough. And to eat in a balanced, mindful, nutritious way. That's just like food is fuel. Stop overthinking it. Eat a lot of vegetables. Eat balanced. Eat healthy. Don't like deprive yourself of anything. Just like so many things in life, diet nutrition is way more simple than our minds can make it out to be. Oh my God. I met the most amazing women there. And I poured my heart to them. Like I told them all my desires for everything. Everything about me in my life. And I kid you not, guys. On the last day of my time there, they all chipped in together and like wrote me a book of letters on like 
how much they love me and believe in me. They chipped in money and gave me close to $1,500 for connection. I'm, I was astonished. I was like, holy shit. Like, of course, that was not my intention going in there. My intention was, I'm fat. I can't breathe. Like, help. I, I'm, I can't stop eating. And I left with this support system that to this day feels so much love and support and in my heart from these ladies um, and I read that book unbelievable like good shit okay. that would but, th- but that was a huge part of connection and that's where it's like allowing yourself to take care of yourself and giving yourself the opportunity to get help and grow with your issues is going to help your business get better so I should have like now we're just going through a timeline here so we went there so senior year senior year with connection was okay my biggest thing with my business in college I mean really any business you have to consistently share your message on social media to grow and I was never consistent I would go in and out of posting and like my captions I feel like I said most of my business is in my head so I know when you go and look at the connection Instagram you don't even know the half of it that is not a good selling point that's not great sales that's not something I'm proud of but it's something I'm dealing with well listen where we are today I'm working on automating so like I'm just gonna take time every week and think about what I'm posting on connection and actually put time into the captions and talk about sustainable fashion and why I do what I do and like really the point of the business and plan it out so that like this I think I'm gonna use planoli like uploads it for me and I just have to spend one day thinking about it working on it and then it's consistently going to work for me we have to work smarter not harder like me trying to post every day was not happening that's just something I'm working on now. after college I moved home and then oh I got a job working retail my plan was to get my job working retail and I learned how a store operated because that's what I want to do one day on the side I would work on connection but the problem with that was I wasn't really working on connection I was just I'd come home from work and I'd like eat and smoke and go to bed. That's not leading me anywhere. In fact, she's a past life. We don't know her. I don't do things like that anymore because I'm here talking to you. I'm busy. We have work to do. It's okay because it's part of my story. It was a phase. I think that leads me here today because that was the end of my life in New Jersey. We left on that note and then we moved to Dallas and we fucking bossed up. We embodied the Nikki Barry that I've always known I could be, who I literally, who I am. That's the biggest thing. I've always been everything I wanted to be. I just needed to see it. I needed to believe in it. Now I'm here in Dallas and I have amassed this collection of amazing one-of-a-kind clothing through this whole year, 2021. My goal is to just learn how to operate consistently on social media, get all the clothes out there and just connect with people. Really connect because it's so crazy. My biggest issue in the business I felt like was like the lack of connection, the lack of transparency, authenticity, like the lack of me. But it's because I wasn't there for myself. Like, see, it's all making sense. It's all tied together. It's all connected, seriously. But I do want to say something. I see other people who have on TikTok or on social media or who are even younger than me, so they still have the network. Because that's one thing that kind of sucks. Like now, as I feel like when I'm restarting, I don't have the network I had when I was in high school and college. But everything's happening in my timing, so it's part of the plan. I see other people and I'm like inspired by the possibilities of what's possible because it's out there. There's no lack of customers. There's no lack of anything. It's just there's space for everyone. It's just... I have to own my space. Thank you.
Okay, so then part of connection. So like I've kind of led you into, there's a lot more than just clothing. Part of it I call the connection cloud because I'm so inspired by the sky and I would like sit in my dorm room in London and look up at the sky with compassion and with, what's it called? Like interest. Like I would think about the world and I'm like, think about the people in Africa. I'm like, they're looking at the same sky in Singapore, in Australia. Like it's really cool to me. I feel like the sky connects everyone. We are all connected, whether you want to admit it or not on this journey of life that we're all on. Anyway, the connection cloud is the arm of the business where I want to grow it into a production company and do things that help people and the planet make videos, documentaries, podcasts per se. So that leads me to skip class, still pass. While I was in New Jersey on that negative note, which I wasn't, I don't like that. I told you guys how I thought of skip class, still pass on the first day of class, the first episode of the podcast. So I'm not going to get into it now, but like I had the idea and I was trying to to do something like it's not like I was just enjoying doing nothing so I birthed the podcast in 2020 it's part so it's part of connection because it really is part of the connection cloud it's just the fact that it's all connected because through skip class still pass my goal is to help inspire connect people and that's all in alignment with the mission of connection even more so I guess overall like my goal really is to be like a serial entrepreneur because I have so many ideas for so many different companies but they're all connected I just want to let you know today because so as we are here in the present moment oh oh my god okay oh you don't know why that's so good but that's so good because in the present moment my business consists of connection clothing which i told you guys we are going to consistently post on social media for a year i have skip class still pass and you guys know i'm showing up we're here we're doing good shit and then third but not last not least I'm actually working on a new business. It's this new app that I thought of, and it's even better than Destination Allure. It's it's a one-word name that is literally the best name I've ever thought of. It's just so in alignment. It's so connected. It's so good. I know I'm not giving you much. I know this is not nice, but like I just, I'm smiling because I'm so excited to make it happen. Like this app I know is going to be the one that is going to allow me to just create this connection universe and propel me to be on my wildest dreams. I'm so excited to start developing it and get it going. I will tell you more as I can. That's why like you, someone could look at me and be like, oh, six years and she doesn't have a good business going. Why is she still trying? But bitch, did you hear what I just had to say? This is just the beginning. Don't, don't doubt me like that. That is how I started my business in high school and to take you to the present moment today. Oh my god. Oh, so starting the podcast was... I feel like I ran into the same problem where I was like beating myself up for not knowing how to do things when I didn't even give myself a chance to do it when I first started. Now I know better. That's just like a waste of time, unnecessary things we don't need to do. It's a great way to actually like what I love so much about the podcast is that it's helping me be consistent, share my message, have discipline. So just my work for the podcast is helping me do better for connection and as a better person, entrepreneur, like it's getting me talking. So mentally, physically, it's just good for business. With that being said, class is adjourned, but not just yet. Don't you run out of my classroom just yet. I do have some homework. (laughs) I'm kidding. Well, no, I'm not. The homework is being kinder to yourself because this unbelievable, (laughs) why can't I say it? It's unbelievable. This unbelievably positive mindset came. You have to believe in yourself. You have to support yourself and love what you do so much. Just be in that energy every day and that's what's going to create. That's what's going to become. And since I've made that decision, remember I called it my new life. It was like February 1st or something. Since then, I have just, things have been going great. And I know life is not just great. Things are always, things aren't going to always just be going great. But with a, with a unbelievably positive mindset, you can get through it. 
So I, I have nothing to fear. Thank you. So to get you to be kinder, so that's why you have to be kinder to yourself. It's going to change your life. And because also I said to myself, I was so hard on myself for all these years. You're too fat. You're not good enough. You're doing this. You're doing that. None of it helped me get better. The day I started to believe in myself and smile, see things from the positive perspective, see the light, you guys. When I saw the light, there's no turning back because it just feels so good. Ah! If you can feel me on that, I'm just so happy. Okay. I forgot. I forgot to tell you guys about the food Instagram I started. So here's the thing. My cousin says to me, she's like, Nikki, you need to start posting your food. And I actually have had like a food video that went viral on TikTok. I just haven't made another one since, uh, question mark. Because like, I already feel like I'm like, should I have separate TikToks for my podcast or my clothing line? But like, it's all connected. So I'm not, but like, then part of me feels like, but for a boutique, they all have their names. It's not like, this is Nikki Barry. I'm keeping it all as one for now. That's to be determined later. But anyway, my cousin's like, you need to start sharing your food. And if anything, like at the end of the day, talking about like my mental health, I'm, I've become a good chef throughout the years. Like I said, I was cooking in college. I've always loved food and loved cooking. So I've gotten a lot better. That's one of the best things I'm doing for myself right now. Eating three balanced meals a day. Because that was the thing like, Yes, I still have like binge problems sometimes like at night with snacks and stuff. But eating three balanced meals during the day is one of the best things I'm doing for my mental health and my relationship with food, which is helping me be happy and healthy. I'm making these meals every day and like I know they look good. (laughs) Like why I should be sharing them. So I was like, okay, well, what am I going to make the name for this other account? Remember how I said I beat myself up for things before I even give myself a chance to do it? So that's what I was doing. And I'm like, what am I going to call this thing? What am I going to call this thing? And it went on for like two days. And I kid you not, I, I'm looking for the piece of paper. I gave myself literally three minutes to sit down and start actually take a pen to paper, start writing down ideas of names. I had diary of a fat kid. So you think you can cook. Don't forget to breathe. (laughs) Food, plant-based. I go emotional eater anonymous, binge eating anonymous. And then I wrote light to life. And I was like, okay. And because that connects with my bring light to life with connection and also with the book, how we we aspire to be the light. What I realized is there's a play on light, like instead of L-I-G-H-T, like, oh, it's light in here. L-I-T-E is like the diet light. That is what my mission is to do, bring light to life. Through my food, it's like healthy, balanced, mindful recipes. And like on my end, it's like me building a healthy relationship with eating and with food. I really am bringing light to life. But yeah, I have this new Instagram, Light to Life, where I share food and recipes that will help me hopefully inspire you to have mindful, filling, healthy, plant-based meals. Not everything's plant-based. I'm like in the middle right now. It is a goal of mine to be just be fully plant-based one day. So we're just transitioning with no pressure. It feels good. But now let's get to let's get to business. Serious business. The last thing we're going to talk about, like I said, save the best for last. This is the most important information you are going to hear today. I literally wrote in my script, believing in myself has been changing my life and my business because that is just a fact and that could be your reality as well. 
as far as the book goes, okay, I want to talk about one thing that like kind of bothered me, but I want to be honest about it. So on page 65, Gabby Bernstein says, the emotions you feel become the energy you emit. It brought back this memory because when I was in college, remember I said I was freshman year, I was all distracted with these friends. Well, they would say to me, you have such bad energy. And that obviously it bothered me because even though I knew I was depressed or like whatever I was going through, I didn't want to project that to other people. I didn't want that to like affect what was going on. In fact, like I wanted to be distracted by the friendships and things I was doing. So I hated it when they said that to me. But see, it's clear when she says the emotions you feel become the energy you emit. It's like it's because I was feeling down on myself. It's because I was depressed. That's what my naturally I was just putting out. But when you feel good emotions, when you believe in yourself, when you support yourself, when you're kinder to yourself, you just put out good energy. And then that's what you get back. So that's why like we can be harder on ourselves, but it's not going to help you do better. So that's why, oh God, I love that. See, it's connected to the whole be kinder with yourself homework. See, I'm happy I brought it up because even though it bothered me, it's a good lesson to learn from. And that's the whole freaking point. Okay, you know, the spiritually aligned action method is literally probably the most important part of this book and I'm going to be telling it to you for free because everything I just said to you came from this mindset. Four are things that you can do to take spiritually aligned action. So if you have a dream, if you want to create a business, you want to do anything, we Gabby recommends and so do I that you follow this method to make shit happen. Ready? Number one is tap into the inspiration behind your desire and see how that inspiration serves the world. So then she writes, in your journal, make a list of all the ways that your desire lights you up and how your light brings service to others. Light, yet it, eh. So then she says, remember, there is service in your joy as long as it doesn't come at another's expense. Your desire for joy is not selfish. Your joy is a gift to the world and everyone around you. So reminder, be kind to yourself. It's a gift to you and everyone around you, okay? So that was just great shit, right? So then number two is, oh God, this one's good. <laughs> oh my God. Believe the universe will deliver. In your journal, write clearly what you desire and then surrender it by adding this or something better. And oh my God, this or something better just is is a great feeling. Then spend time every day in silent meditation in order to align your energy with the service and inspiration behind your desire. In your meditation, let go of all doubts and questions and let yourself dream about your vision. Feel into the feelings of inspiration. Hold visions of yourself fulfilling your desire and all the positive energy you bring to the world. Basically, like meditate on happy feelings. So like I was saying before, you meditate and it brings you to the light. Basically, just believing in yourself and knowing that everything you believe of is possible and the universe, if you, when you believe that, will help you co-create that or something better is just great. Step three is you take action from that place. So once you feel that good, you feel your vision is possible, you know your vision is your reality, it's just your job to believe in it and co-create it, it's a great place to then take action. And then step four, which I told you before, is be patient. And I'll just repeat it because it goes with the story. Patience implies you know what you desire is on the way. When you're patient, you let the universe do for you what you cannot do for yourself, which is like, like I can't bring a thousand people to my website overnight, but but, but the universe could. Like, like, you know what I mean? Me believing it could happen and being optimistic and looking for those opportunities, going at it with that mindset is more likely to make it happen than if I'm like, well, fuck, how am I going to do that? You know? 
basically that. So those are the four steps of the spiritually aligned action method. And it's that has brought me this faith and belief in myself and confirmation that all I needed to do was believe in myself this whole time, this whole time. That's all I needed to do. Great, great, great. You're everything you wanted to be. If no one's told you that today, I said in last week's episode, I've been doing these things where I have like quote unquote board meetings and I talk to myself, but as I'm reading this book, becoming more in tune with like quote unquote, the universe and my spirit guides and this belief system we live in this it's really just life. It's just a a positive way to look at life. I realized, like I told you, I'm doing three businesses now and you can't do everything alone. And like, I know that, but I don't have the money to hire people to help me. So right now I have to do it all alone. I, today I realized, because remember when I said putting time on things is bullshit, time and how you, you can't control how quickly something happens or how it happens. That's the universe's job. So I'm like, I was never in this alone. It's me and the universe. The universe's job is to worry about when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. My job is just to dream and believe in myself. And I'm like, and I'm like, whoa, that just makes me so happy because first of all, now it's like, I'm not in this alone. And my belief in myself and belief in this universe of love to help make shit happen is fucking awesome. And it's making shit happen. But not just that. <laughs> it's like, I was like, I don't feel pressure. Like, it's not like it's like, Nikki, it's been six years. You're not doing good enough. What are you going to do to get better? It's we're in this together. And I am where I'm at today with the knowledge of today to create, make, make new things happen, be better. Like you can't live in the past. I'm here in the present. Oh my God. It was just, it was break. It was a breakthrough for me. It's, it's kind of crazy. Cause I, it's like, my goal is always to be very transparent. And like, I'm not ready to start sharing photos of myself because I'm still not super comfortable with my body. Like I post selfies. Don't get me wrong about that. I'm talking about like full, the full on TikToks. Like, I don't know. What am I talking about? My point is I'm working on making shit happen and I'm being transparent with you guys because I think this really is the best I ever have been mentally. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, this is transparent. It took me a long time to get here, though. And so, like, I think I said today, like, I kind of took you through it. But, like, it's not glamorous when you're in the dark. But the light is always there. Oh, my God. You know what I Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can I? Oh, my God. You guys. I did this thing on Instagram for connection one time where I actually made a plethora. Oh, I love that word. Instagram post for my um, feed to be artsy and try to be a good business owner. I wrote, behind the fog is always sunshine and a bright blue sky. Even when you're in the dark, the light is still there. It's just you can't see it because it's you're looking at the dark. You're not like, you know, I just felt like that was connected and this is all connected and Oh my God, I'm done. That's it for today. You guys, be kinder to yourself. Believe in yourself. That is literally your secret to success. You're freaking welcome. You guys, this was so much fun. I'm literally loving recording these episodes. I love doing solo ones, but I'm also excited to get people on for interviews because it's not all about me. You guys are so smart. You guys are where the knowledge, like even though it's like people scare me, we learn from interacting with other people. So it's fine. Oh my God. That's all for today. Thank you so much for attending class. Now you're dismissed. Isn't it a good feeling? Like we ended on such a good note. I'm feeling good. Oh my God. This was so much fun. I love podcasting. Do what you love. Start a hobby. You know what I said? Take it back to the beginning. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.